everybody and welcome to the very first episode of Wrong Term Memory. My name is Jack. And my name's Colin. Hi Jack, how are you? Yeah, not bad, Colin, yourself, mate? Yeah, good. Um, it's good to be finally doing this after a couple of weeks, months, I should say, of planning and thinking about this and sort of stuff to finally do it. It's quite exciting, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, man, I'm excited myself and it's kind of hard to peg what we're going to be doing over the coming weeks and months and hopefully years you never know but we do like we like facts and sort of strange things and ongoings in the world and sort of anything really Colin so it's kind of like I said difficult to peg what we're going to do um, but we're going to start here and you found us so thanks for downloading I suppose mate yeah, for sure. Um, that, that's the hardest thing for us will be you guys finding us. So by you listening to this, well done. And as Jack says, thank you. And hopefully now it's over to us to make you want to stay listening. Um, very much like Jack says, we don't have a set agenda, a set plan. It's very hard to put this podcast in a sort of a bucket or a category, so to speak. We are just basically going to talk about things we've seen online, things we've seen on television, things in pop culture that we find interesting or we think will make the other person laugh. Um, it's kind of what our relationship is in real life. Uh, we we kind of read things and ask text Jack about it and vice versa. And we have some quite good and quite funny conversations. So the next logical step was turning the mic on, recording them and seeing if anybody else finds them as entertaining as we do. Yeah, a little bit of nostalgia flung in there with me um, sure. not remembering things <laughs> or getting things. I don't get things wrong a hell of a lot. Like Things will be in the ballpark, but you might not be able to quote me at the pub. Not not that I think you would ever do that. Like, I was listening to a podcast all night and this guy Jack said something. Not that he would do that, but I'm kind of in the ballpark usually. Colin, you, you've got a different issue when it comes to facts. Yeah, I've got a good memory. I, I remember a lot of things. That I've, got, I've got a cracking memory for nonsense, stuff like TV shows and stuff that really doesn't matter. My issue with facts is, though, that they, they get me that excited that I read the first sentence. And I rush off to tell somebody about it without reading the next three or four sentences and getting the full picture. <laughs> um, so I'm going to probably share stuff on this pod that you're going to think, fucking hell, that's amazing. And you'll have to tell people about it. However, there might be a little bit more to it at times. So there's your warning. That is your warning, for sure. Um, do you know what's... Right, we're, we're both sort of into Netflix, Colin. There is a new series starting tonight. It's not a new series, it's a continuing series. Or Unsolved Mysteries ever watched or know what I'm talking about here? I know what I know the show. I, I can't say it's one that I watch regularly or even often, but it's quite a big deal that it's back on Netflix. It'll probably do quite well on there because things tend to get a bit of a, a second life when they turn up on that network, don't they? I, I think they've only done a couple of seasons of it now, but it is, it is back, on, back on Netflix tonight. So if that's your sort of bag, um, Unsolved Mysteries and... Let's be honest, fucking lies and nonsense. <laughs> that's what it's full of, the show. Um, but if that's your bag, that's back on tonight. And it kind of, when I think about Unsolved Mysteries, I don't know why, mate, the first thing that pops into my head, I remember reading a story years and years ago about the unsolved mystery of the guy with the really stinky farts. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this guy lives in. I don't know, Cam Kampala or somewhere, I'm not 100% sure exactly, but uh, the biggest mystery was his farts could supposedly kill mosquitoes within a six metre radius of him, 
and he was hired <laughs> to create basically a fart repellent. So I don't know. No, it was a mosquito repellent. I you know, not fart repellent, but like a, a repellent made of farts. Sorry, it wasn't to repel farts. Right? It was to kill mosquitoes. But I, I don't. I, I just don't know where this story came from, Colin. Who, like, for a start, farts don't kill mosquitoes, right? I know that. I know that for a fact. You can quote that. Like, farts don't kill mosquitoes. But supposedly there was a manufacturing company that went to this guy and went, here, we've heard your farts are humming. <laughs> so, can we can we bottle them? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of that, man? As an unshuttled yeah. mystery. We've heard your farts stop mosquitoes humming. Um, it's just... <laughs> Absolute bonkers. Um, but this was big news. This was reported like in proper news agencies and stuff. This isn't like just from some one corner of the internet. If you Google this, you'll see proper reputable, reputable sorry, news outlets talking about this guy and his, <laughs> his arse's ability to kill insects. Um, amazing. Um, just amazing. The best, the, the, the best thing, it, no, in fact, sorry, not that his farts killed mosquitoes, but the best thing about it was, you know how they go to people for quotes? like a local source or something the company says. They went and spoke to a guy called James Yawowry. He was Kampala's local barber. So that is the sort of sources that, I'm pretty sure the Daily Mail or something like that, it wouldn't surprise me if it was the fucking Daily Mail. But yeah, they went and spoke to the local barber and he says, aye, this guy's... This guy's farts are stinking. <laughs> Mosquitoes don't like it. So, aye. It's not a bad source, really, because like since lockdown sort of eased off a little bit and stuff, I think other than my family and like you and some other pals, I, I don't think I spoke to anybody else more than I spoke to my barber. And it's a proper solid hour of chat he gets every couple of weeks. So maybe it's not the worst source in the world, the barber. I maybe. I, I don't know. I've not been to a barber since I was 25. Um, I'm baldy, uh, by the way. And do you know what? I own it. Uh, you said, yeah, I can't imagine you were here. Yeah, I'm never a vain person, mate. So, one of my friends, for example, tattooed hair on his head, which I spent like three grand to get hair tattooed on his napper. And does that mean when he's 70, if he gets to that age, that he's going to be walking about with this 25-year-old's tattooed hair in his head, I, I just don't know um, I've never been that vain, he had a complex about it obviously and decided that that's what that's what he had to do Colin you've got a full, you've got a full head of hair for people that, well I suppose most people won't know what you look like but you lucky bastard yeah, yeah well yeah I, I have my faults for sure but my hair's usually pretty much on point so quite happy with that yeah so this kind of got me thinking about reality TV because Unsolved Mysteries is the kind of opposite to that. It's sort of made up shit. Whereas reality TV, in theory, should be like about reality, but we all know it's not. And I was floating about the internet the other day, and I found this. Let's be honest, shitty website called College Times, and um, the headline is "19 Facts You Didn't Want to Know About Reality TV." I thought to myself, "Well, there's going to be some juicy shit in here, Colin." <laughs> um, turns out it's um, stuff like I'm going to I'm not going to go through all 19 of them I'm going to read some of the highlights editing is a big part of reality TV right thanks never knew that producers make final decisions okay thanks DIY shows don't only take one hour <laughs> thanks guys oh. 
fake relationships. Yes. Extensive background checks, low budgets. Food shows are often scripted. You'll be sad to know. So, uh, Gordon Ramsay, if he's running about going off his nut like this. You fucking take the piss out of me one more time in the middle of fucking service, yeah? Kiss your fucking ass goodbye. He might have a script writer. I just kind of thought that it'd be more in-depth than that, but it turns out it's just shit that everybody knows on collegetimes.com. So... My advice to anybody listening would be uh, don't visit that website because it's absolute garbage. <laughs> sounds, sounds like good advice. Uh, it's absolute mince. Anyway. You're kind of into reality TV, Colin, so tell me, e- into educate me. Um, what's been happening in the world of reality TV, I suppose. Anything that you want to share with me and the listeners? There's, there's not a lot of good stuff happening just now. Kind of, this whole pandemic thing sort of killed it a little bit. But I do, historically wise, I do quite like reality TV. Um, I live with my wife, my wife, and it's she likes <laughs> some of it, so I quite like watching, watching it with her because I, I make her watch a lot of drama and a lot of stuff that I like and... I don't mind watching some of this stuff for her. Um, recent ones that we kind of watched together, I don't mind the Kardashians, but I make a point of only watching it when Kanye's in it, because I like Kanye. I used to quite like The Only Way is Essex, but the cast has changed so much now that I don't really like any of the current cast, so I don't watch that. Right. Um, the, the new one that's quite good is this um, Sunset one on Netflix, which is all about real estate people in Los Angeles and California and places like that, and that's proper good reality TV because uh, you're getting to see this world that's so different from the world that we live in um, right. so I do quite enjoy that I watch most of the Saturday night sort of talent show type things because she likes them I quite like it when the people that aren't very good go on it and they make fun of them that's my favourite bit I tend to lose interest when the ones with actually talent go on it and it gets to the finals but I don't mind that stuff but I, I kind of like the stories behind it as well kind of what you were referring to in that, that wonderful article earlier and a lot of these reality TV stars earn little to no money unless the show really takes off and goes well. Hmm. And the other quite tragic thing as well is that things like Big Brother in America um, or Love Island has moved to America now as well, and there's big prizes to people that win that. But the thing about America is that in most states in the US, um, prizes are taxable. So if you win a big car or a big cash prize you've usually got to pay 40% of the value of it in tax. <laughs> a huge number of people that get thrust into the limelight with this stuff don't know this, and they end up going getting big tax bills, they end up going bankrupt, they end up in court because of it. It's kind of similar to... Oprah Winfrey's fucking f- kind of famous for it. Free car for you, and then cunts are walking out and they've got to pay, like, if they want the motor, like you say, $14,000 yeah. <laughs> to get it up the road. Right. exhibit on Pimp My Ride on MTV used to get people with old cars and make them amazing but these poor bastards could never afford to insure them so it's it's funny in that way it's also really bad reality TV because they shove a lot of product placement on their shows Jack as well that you don't realise when you're watching it I don't know how you feel about product placement I think it's a bit I don't know I think it's a bit of a dodgy thing at times because they do it kind of in a way that isn't so obvious and when you look at some of the big popular shows, it's mental the amount of times they'll shove a can of Pepsi into the shot or something like that. Uh, yeah, it really is, man. Like, I've got stats from 
2011 here in front of me, so this was nearly 10 years ago, so I'd, I'd imagine it's got worse, but things like America's Next Top Model, America's Got Talent, sort of ranging between like 180 to about 220 product placements over like 30 shows, so you're talking like 40, 50 product placements a show. Now don't get me wrong, every time, not every time I watch a, one of these things, you will notice every now and again, like you say, it's like a Pepsi can, if somebody opens the fridge and they're all turned the same way or something, okay. But the other 30, you must not be noticing, man. That must be kind of getting into your psyche and you have no idea it's there. Colgate, I always remember seeing that at the end of Big Brother. There was always product placement by Colgate. And you yeah. kind of don't notice until you read that and then you notice every time it cuts to a fucking toilet scene, it's just a nice wee toothpaste sitting. Nice, so yeah. like... Producer must have went in and just placed it nice. So everybody can read it. It's it's kinda scary. It's quite Love Island's quite bad for that as well because basically all the show all the clothes that the people in Love Island are wearing are all picked out by the clothing company that's sponsoring the show that year. So these reality TV people aren't even wearing their own clothes on the show. Um, and that'll come up at the end, um, all all clothes picked by Boohoo or ASOS or something, or something like that. that. It's 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 mad really. Um but there's there's more exciting stuff about reality TV and kind of reality based television than just some of this celebrity nonsense. Um, I went through a list of some things that I don't think you'll believe were commissioned in the last couple of years on TV. So I'm going to tell you the show, right? A little bit about them, and you can tell me your thoughts, right? So the first one is a show called Tree of the Year, and tree? Show sorry, tree. Yeah, tree as in you get paper. A thing from that them. grows at the ground. A tree. Yeah. Right, okay. Channel 4 show, where Dougal from Father Ted gives an award, <laughs> <laughs> gives an award to a tree. No, he doesn't, he doesn't he give does. an award to a tree, man. He does. He's peace. Because, no. I, because apparently trees deserve their own ceremonies. Um, so that's a show on Channel 4, Tree of the Year. Um, Channel 4 is still at it as well. They they brought out a show called Drugs Live. Where I actually remember got, this. Uh, do you remember this? They got Channel 4 newsreader Jon Snow to, to get, try skunk. Uh, to get <laughs> fucking stoned. <laughs> Yeah, still on Channel 4, Naked Attraction. People choose who to date by seeing them for the first time naked in a box. Um, have you seen this show? Uh, I know it's on because it's on well, It's on Channel 4 and Channel 4's a big massive television channel, so you can't really miss it. So yeah, I've never watched a, a minute of it, a second of it, but yeah, I knew that was a thing. And it's um, kind of like blind date, but like boss date or Cop date or something like no, it was okay. first. Aye, it's it's kind of it's crazy that it's actually on TV. Then you're getting into the whole uh, almost the Alan Partridge monkey tennis side of TV with us, right? So this next one is Spring Break with Grandad. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> um, hell, man! Something Johnny Knoxville's going to turn up or something. Uh, British teens head to Cancun with their older relatives in a competition to see who can party the hardest. Right. Okay. Right. Fuck. Fuck off. <laughs> Another, another TV show, Who's Doing the Dishes? Uh, where contestants try and guess which celebrity is cooking them dinner. <laughs> guess correctly, the celebrity does the washing up. <laughs> wait, wait yeah. a minute. Who's Doing the Dishes as a TV show? That's a TV show. No, man. Okay. Right, okay. We, we live in a society that's kind of confuses me at times, I suppose. That's bizarre. <laughs> 
when I looked into this one in more detail, the example episode that I saw was Brian McFadden from Westlife cooking somebody spaghetti bolognese. Brian um, from Westlife. You would have thought he'd have made a fortune in that. I mean, they were a massive boy band. But yeah, uh, he, I suppose... He quite early, I think. All right. I suppose with no producer rights, you're right, you're fucked. Yeah. Uh, another show called Carjackers. Um, a show where people steal their partner's car. And they turn it into something else. And the episode that I saw was a woman who stole her husband's or boyfriend's car. And he describes himself as the chicken nugget man because he eats a lot of McDonald's chicken nuggets. Right, two wee seconds, guys. I need to go look at this picture. <laughs> the boat's a big chicken nugget. It's a big chicken nugget. <laughs> Oh, it's mental. No way. Right. Two more to finish his off. This this is why this guy is doing stuff like this. I'll never know. Flintoff, Lord of the Fries. Oh, yeah, I've heard of this. Yeah. British cricketer Andrew Flintoff travels around the UK selling fish and chips out the back of a van. Well, yeah, I, I don't mind Freddie Flintoff. Um, he... He seems like, again, an alright guy, but that'll be PR and shit like that, but What's the the comedy quiz show he's on on Sky? Well, uh, we do their own. I'll leave their own. Don't mind it, mate. I can watch it. I can. I've never seen a single episode. Yeah, again, it's one of those that it's about the old one of the only crossover things that Karen quite likes. Who's who's my missus? My missus is, is called Karen. Hello, friends. Colin here. The looks, the charm, and the brains behind Drunk Term Memory. Just wanted to pop in and interrupt your listening pleasure to let you know about our Patreon and some changes that we've made to it recently. We've now introduced a £1 tier where you get absolutely hee-haw other than the sense of achievement that could only come from supporting two great guys like myself and Jack. We've also reduced the price of the two top tiers uh, by a pound on each of them just because we appreciate life is a little bit shit just now and uh, if we can make things a little bit better for people then we will so check us out at patreon.com forward slash wrong term memory and you'll be able to get early access to shows, ad free and lots of bonus content. She's well into reality TV, Kardashians, uh, Sunset, fucking Selling Hushies, whatever it's called, uh, Married at First Sight, 90 Day Fiance, all that garbage. She kind of likes League of Their Own so we can, we can watch that together and X Factor uh, not X Factor, Britain's Get Talent either. Kinda watch them together, so don't mind Freddie Flintoff because of that because of that show. Other than that, Fair I only enough. remember him being pished in that pedalo about fifteen <laughs> yeah, years ago. Yeah. And then the last show on my list that I saw um is a proper partridge one as well. Sean Ryder on UFOs. Basically <laughs> Sean Ryder from the Happy Mondays claims that he saw a UFO while standing at a bus stop when he was fifteen. And this show seeks to find out why and what it was that he saw. Because he was full of gear or stoned or something. Like end of end of show that that's like a ten second show there, man. You were stoned, all right? No, I saw a UFO when I was fifteen. No, you didn't. End of show. End of <laughs> roll credits. Unexpected mysteries is on next. <laughs> that's only twenty seconds long as well because it's fucking a lot of nonsense. Saying that, mate. UFOs, aliens. You a believer? I'm a believer to the extent that we are tiny and uh, 
the universe and the galaxies and everything is just fucking huge and it would be very arrogant and naive to think that there's no other living organism out there do I think there's little green men do I think they've got flying saucers do I think they're ever going to bother their ass to come here no I don't think so but I, I'm assuming there is a, some other sentient being out there yeah I'm kind of in, in the same boat that there'll be the universe might be infinite and if it is infinite then there's an infinite amount of possibilities. So yeah, I can I can kinda I can kinda get behind that. Do you know if you could put a massive mirror half a light year into the sky, right, and you could see it? If you looked at it you would see a year into the past? No, I didn't know that. That's don't ever tell me that when I've had a few beers. Yeah. If there was, again, if there was aliens out there and they were 40 million light years away, if they could see the planet Earth just now, it would be what was happening 40 million years ago because light, that's the light just travelling to them and getting there. That's mental. It's bizarre, it really is. It kind of bends my mind a little bit. It'd be good if you could get a message up to them and get a line on a horse or something, but it's... Well, aye. (laughs) <laughs> like, can you wait 40 million years guys and then <laughs> Red Rum's going to win the Grand National three years in a row you'll get some treble on that guys yeah. yeah you never know but another thing is again I get not confused but everybody says you need water like for life but surely you only need water if the life is like water based like what if you went to another planet and it was silicon based or brick based or metal based. I've never really got that how people always seem to think, oh you need water. Again, pretty self centered I think. Well all humans and all animals need water, don't they? Like every living thing that we associate or know needs water. So right. you just assume that anything else that's kinda of breathing or living would as well, but you're right. Maybe argon, it a, might be lithium. Just made a wood. There could be big wooden guys walking about. Alien Pinocchios. That's it, that's it. Uh, Where are we? We are... We're going to move on. I don't know if you've noticed, mate, like, you probably have the same postman as me. We stay quite close to each other in Glasgow. You've noticed he's an absolute spitting image of Jeremy Kyle. (laughs) <laughs> he is actually, yeah. He's he's got that look about him. Um, yeah, we're about two streets back to back for each other, pretty much. Um, yeah. A bit of trees in between us. Yeah, about. Um, if I'm out with the dog, I could get to yours in under ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I we would do the, the same postman, obviously, because yeah, he definitely does have that look about him. Good guy, our postman. He's um, he's not shy about leaving parcels like in the bin or in the shed or something like that. He's not one of these guys that just fires leaflets through your door and makes you go to the post office. I like him. Yeah, he's not bad, man. My dog Charlie, I've got a black, I've got a black lab. He hates him. <laughs> he he barks like my my. He's a lab, so he's really good natured, but he just protects his house and the postman and police. He hates police, and I don't know why that is. We rehomed him when he was, he was about eighteen months old or something. So I don't know if something happened at his his previous house, but like that sort of loomy jacket or whatever, just just goes off his head at police and it's kind of embarrassing you know you're you're walking along the street and suddenly Charlie's nearly pulling you off the leash to 
what looks like attack. Please, you never attack anybody. But what's at the bottom of your street? What's at the bottom of my street? Silverburn. No, before Silverburn. A police station. <laughs> oh, there is a police station. Police quite a lot. Aye, it does. I uh, when they walk past, he's aye. There's a there is a police station just in the road to me. <laughs> Valid point, mate. I'm glad you're here. I'd have forgot that. <laughs> yeah, if I need a crime, it's just down the road. That is indeed. Aye, so that is, um, like I said, it's a bit embarrassing as if police think, oh, I've taught them to be like that, or something's happened in the past. <laughs> but I think it is quite a common thing with dogs just to not like Polish, which is, um, I was going to say fair enough, but it's not. Everybody, we need the Polish. <laughs> but Jeremy Kyle, the postman, basically. He's been cancelled for a few years, mate, but everybody knows who Jeremy Kyle is. Any opinions on him, his style of TV show, or, or anything, really? He's a prick. <laughs> yeah, I, I was never a big fan of his TV show, being, being a man with a job. Um, so I didn't often get to see it. Um, but I think it was just one of these... He's a guy who's got a show designed around people's problems and sorting them out. Whereas when you actually look into it and have a proper think about these things, these people sorting out their problems is the thing he least wants to happen. He wants the conflict, he wants the arguments, he yeah. wants the this, I'd hate to say it, but he wants the scumbags of society showing themselves up on TV and I imagine his producers are even more despicable than him. Oh, the horrible people. like I, making it happen. I read an interview with, uh, with somebody who used to work for the Jeremy Kyle show and had left and... Basically, their job was to phone up people, and one of the first questions that they asked were, "What medication are you taking?" Basically, wow. so if it was, like, if it was an antipsychotic, for example, that's a big tick box. Yes, get these people on uh, antipsychotics, bipolar medicine, uh, antidepressants, anything like that, and it was like a like a plus ten points on their not job application, but you know what I mean, their application to get on the fucking telly because. I do think you need to apply to be on it, which is a alien concept to me, um, to go on to the telly to <laughs> fucking air your dirty abortion, basically. But, yeah, if you took medication, that was you, top of the pile. It's it's not on anymore because it got so bad, and with social media being what it was and Twitter being what it was, that going on the show basically opened yourself up to so much abuse and so much just horrible people saying horrible things to you and it became a little bit like that almost poverty porn on the TV like people would turn it on to laugh at it and I think the the thing that kind of the straw that broke the camel's back so to speak was a guy went on it and within a couple of weeks killed himself and this was just off the back of Sophie and Muggy Mike on Love Island going through a similar thing did he not kill his show Muggy Mike yeah they both did yeah Mike and Sophie both did has Love Island been cancelled no, it's um, it came back and it's been right. on hiatus this year because of the pandemic. Um, they did an American version this year, set up a hotel in, in Vegas and made that the set, basically. Right, okay. But there's no UK one. Hopefully a UK one back in January. But I think ITV thought they had to do something because of Love Island and because of then this. And Jeremy Kyle took the fall. But I don't think MD Barry Decency will, will miss the show or miss him on the telly. No, like, I'm the same as you, worked full time for for many many years so haven't watched a lot of Jeremy Kyle's show but obviously you do catch bits and bobs of it and 
like you say, poverty porn, like that porn, uh, porn safari, <laughs> poverty safari where you're just looking and laughing, like, <laughs> look at that guy with his Adidas 2 striped joggies and a tattoo and no teeth. They kind of choose to go on it, like, they're not forced to go on the telly, surely. You can't get forced to go on the fucking telly, so, again, it, it probably indicates that I'm probably going to sound like a bit of a snob here, a lack of fucking intelligence, man, to go on the telly and fucking do that stuff, so, it's a double-edged sword, I suppose, if you want to go on the telly and speak about shagging your bra or whatever it is that you do, then it's kind of up to you. But at the same time, there is an abuse from Jeremy Kyle and his producers, for sure. For sure. Um, there's a, a question for you around this. Uh, there's a, a very common phrase, probably the most used phrase on that show, right. um, used by the guests mainly. Um, what do you think that phrase is? Here's the results of the lie detector test. <laughs> um, that's a good one, but it's not that. Right. This is... This seems to be the, the 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 most common the common phrase on the show, right. mostly by the the guests. Is that the end of the day? At the end of the day. At the end of the day. <laughs> the end of the day. At the end of the day. At the end of the day. At the end of the day. The end of the day. At the end of the day. 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 At the end of the day. At the end of the day. That was about. Right. That was about twenty seconds of a clip that's two minutes long that I've got of the guests just saying, "At the end of the day." End of the day. Yeah, it's, it's it's just a way they join sentences together, I think. It's, there's a lot of, it's a lot of clever people on the internet, so some guy sat and put that together, and somebody else has put together an actual song for the show, and they've called it Sexual Contact, the remix, based on dialogue from Jeremy Kyle. Do you want to hear a little bit of it? Right, okay, stick it on, mate. I see what it is. Okay, here it comes. you gonna play with fire, you're gonna get bumped, yeah. Yeah, Fair version that on YouTube, him wants to look out. It's Jeremy Kyle, the sexual contact of the remix. But yeah, like I actually quite like the tune. But that's that's the Jeremy Kyle show in a nutshell. In a, a nutshell, that little bit there. Okay, guys, man, like the Jeremy Kyle show obviously is bananas, and some of the the funniest stuff he can read is the show titles. So, <laughs> Colin, I've got a quiz for you. I like quizzes, but people don't particularly like them when it's me that does them, basically, you know. <laughs> we did but, some good lockdown quizzes. You, you're you're giving yourself a hard rap there. You were quite good at the old lockdown quizzes. Yeah, was I? Okay, right. But um, I've got a quiz for you, mate. So um, I'm going to give you pretty rapid fire. I'm going to give you eight show titles and I want you to tell me if you think they are real or if I if I made them up basically okay right so number one I swear I never licked the sex toys in Ann Summers I'm going to say no because of the product placement correct my son is racist to his own girlfriend yes true that's quite good that's in you 
the broken glass in your slippers was an April Fool's joke. <laughs> that sounds like you've made that one up. I'm going to say false. Oh, yes. Oh, you're getting good at this. Uh, why are you constantly on Google's homepage when I walk into the room? True. What a moron! Yeah, I got you the one. That's good, that's good. <laughs> nah, I just made up. Uh, have I been having sex with my brother? True. Yeah. My boyfriend is a woman and my baby is a doll. <laughs> True. Uh, yeah, you, you fucking... You've been watching Jeremy Kyle, you kid on, you've got a job. Um, Since I work from home these days, you can watch this morning every day, it's great. Uh, prove I'm the dad and I prove I haven't slept with my mum. True. Right, that's seven, six out of seven you've got. Tantric sex sessions have left my vagina looking like a punched lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's false. That was good. Oh, well done, mate. Uh, seven out of eight. Some of them are maybe a little bit too obvious. Like the the American version of Jeremy Kyle is a guy called Maury or Maury or whatever. I found one of his, and this is two. Do you know how at the end of the shows where they ask, like, have you ever? And then uh-huh. ask you to send a text in. This is real. Um, I've got a screenshot of this. Have you or someone in your family ever had sex on a religious symbol or in front of your dead child? Swear to God. Wow. And it's, uh, I bet they found somebody. Yeah, it's called 1-800-45-MORI, basically, um, if you've had sex in front of a dead child. So that is pretty fucked up. <laughs> Did you know, Jack, that Jeremy Kyle suffers from a very, very bad OCD? I, I didn't know that. No, I didn't. I know I know his brother. His brother's a junkie, basically. I, I knew that, but I didn't know that he suffered from OCD or any sort of mental affliction. No. Yeah, he's got OCD, and he, he doesn't make sure his tins face the right way. He doesn't turn his light switches on and off and all that sort of stuff. What he does regularly is lick his mobile phone. Just he to what? That it's <laughs> he licks it? He licks his mobile phone to ensure it's clean. What a moron! Fuck that man licking your mobile phone. That is the worst thing to do. It's it's pretty horrible. Um, he worked at Marks and Spencers, worked as an insurance salesman, and then finally made his way onto local radio. And he finally got a job on Capital FM, basically taking on people's confessions <laughs> live on show. Right. Um, which is kind of, I think, where the idea came for, for Jeremy Kyle. Oh. And... This is where I found out a little bit about his researchers and stuff because each person that goes on the show had assigned a mentor or a researcher to look after them. And as soon as they get to the place, the couples are separated, both given a different researcher. And those researchers do try and push their buttons to get a reaction out of them. There's a guy that was on it once, a guy called Chris, and he spoke to the Mail Online about it. And he said, the researchers kept coming in and saying to me, your mum said this about you. Your mum said you're a dirty crackhead. And it was then I realised that some of the stuff they were telling me, I just thought, well, my mum doesn't talk like that. My mum would never say the words dirty crackhead. That's just things they're saying to try and make me go on this stage even angrier than I am just now. So that gives you an idea of the bad tricks they were up to and why it's a good thing that it's not on the TV anymore. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. yeah like I say, it's poverty porn, mate. That's all it is. Not yeah, a massive fan of it some, myself. The last word on Jeremy Kell before we move on to some forum stuff. I did find some controversial moments that a list of his four most controversial episodes. The first one was 
I'm sleeping with my stepdaughter, but it's her baby mine. And this was a regular on the show, admits that he's cheating on his partner with her two daughters, and he may have fathered his step-granddaughter. See, these things sort of made up as if they should have been part of my quiz two minutes ago, but (laughs) I'm sleeping with my stepdaughter, but it's her baby mine. That is a sentence that not many people have probably ever said, man. That's pretty disgusting, yeah. Um, another controversial moment in the show uh, was dubbed Will Our Relationship Survive? This was dubbed Envelope Gate. Contestant oh, called Kylie right, finds an right. envelope containing the results of a paternity test off the stage. The guest retrieves it and hands it back and he hurls it off the back of Jeremy Kyle's head. Uh, it's like, I, I've seen this. Like it, it bounces it off Jeremy Kyle's nut and Jeremy Kyle doesn't like this. Uh, and he's got those fucking freakishly big bouncers that come on. Yeah, um, McSteve. Now, is, it, is that his name, is it? Aye, <laughs> uh, so Jeremy Kyle, he's not happy about getting hit with the envelope, so he gets the six foot nine guy to come on to beat up <laughs> with the fucking crackhead. Yeah. Yeah, another person that wasn't happy, and this is how I knew the answer to one of your quiz questions. Right. Have I oh, had sex is. with my brother? <laughs> um, two men in a gay relationship are devastated when a DNA test revealed, revealed them to be brothers. <laughs> <laughs> They met on an internet dating oh, site. Mm. Fuck <laughs> They met on an internet dating site and spoke for two years before dating. And when asked about this, they said it makes me sick. It makes me basically horrible. That must be like imagine that happening to you. Like, what would you do with yourself if you shagged your bra? Yeah. Uh, I don't particularly know. Probably fling myself out a window or something. I don't know. Fuck knows. <laughs> And then the last one, which, I, I mean, face tattoos are, it's, I'm never going to sit here and say face tattoos are common, but there's a hell of a lot more of face tattoos about now than there was 10 years ago. Mm. But this was the show, How Could My Boyfriend Destroy His Own Face? And the guest uh, had an impressively detailed skull tattoo on his face. Basically, his face was a skeleton of tattoos. And this girlfriend was disgusted that her boyfriend had done it without telling her about it. Oh, is that the guy that's got the... The skull tattooed on his face. Yeah, that's the one. Right. Okay. I have. I have seen him before. To be fair. To be fair. So we've yeah. we've both got a fair few tattoos, but yeah. and I've I've went for tattoos and not told Lisa what I'm getting before, and came home and just showed her them. And she's liked some of them. She's not been so keen on other ones, but I'm never going to go and get something on my face and then not even tell her, and then just surprise her with a skull on my face. I've got a skull on my arm and she doesn't like it. Okay, so I've got a skull on my as well. On my yeah. face. Yeah, that's that's a mad one. Yeah, I, I was a a mosher, you would call it, when I was in my mid-teens, so into bands like Calm, Cuckoo Calm, Slipknot, Pantera, stuff like that, and um, I went to a place called Terry's Tattoos in Glasgow. don't know if you know it, Colin. Um, some of the listeners might know what I'm talking about. But I went in, I was 16, and just walked in and went, can I get a tattoo? And the guy was like, aye, ah, mon, and then just done it straight away. There was no... Yeah, this is nearly 20 years ago now, I suppose, but there was no fucking shows your idea or anything. It was just a case of, yep, on you go. I went to I went to Magaluf on a stag do and got my wife's name on my arm when I was really, really drunk. And I went out the next night in Magaluf and got really, really drunk again and got my daughter's name on the other arm. And it just started from then and it's, it does become a bit of an addiction. It's definitely addictive getting tattoos, I think, because you're literally sitting there getting one done and you're already thinking what your next one's going to be. Uh, that's it, mate. I, I wish 
I wish I had more disposable income, and then I would have definitely spent a lot more on on tattoos. But they are they are expensive, and they are sore. So um, my my cousin is was is he's still alive. Uh, one of the most tattooed guys in probably the world, or Britain at least. Ninety percent of his body tattooed. The only place that he's not get tattooed are the soles of his feet, and I think he's he's cock like the end of his cock is about <laughs> the only couple of places that he's not got tattooed. And must be a hell of a size of a cock if that's still ten percent of his body. <laughs> I will, but <laughs> the, the the palms of his hands and the soles of his feet make up a wee bit of that as well. But yeah, he used to go to all these mad tattoo conventions. You ever heard of the guy? You know the guy that got tattooed. Like fully as a leopard. Yes, I've seen pictures of him or videos of him before. Yeah, and he fucking he stayed in the wilderness in Scotland. Um, I my cousin knew him, and the way he used to make his money was he would camp out in the woods months at a time, come down for a tattoo convention, and stand in a cage for two or three days and get paid <laughs> a lot of money, like cut a thousand pound or something for a couple of days' work. Basically, just standing pretending <laughs> that you're a big massive cat but each each to their own mate each to their own moving forward you people know a lot about trucks bing 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 bong china bing bing bong obamacare bing 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 bong 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 get those lights off bing 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 china bong bong bing 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 bong turn Turn off the lights indeed. And that brings us on to what will be our usual, uh, probably most episodes section of our show, where Jack and I both moderate or admin various different forums online for various different things and Discord chats and stuff like that. So we get presented with some of the crazier stories of the internet at times, and it's quite easy to keep our eyes out for these. And we will share some of the best ones with you on a weekly basis because... As entertaining as Jack and I pretend to be at times, the real stars are the people that put their lives out on the internet and share their stories. They really are, so, mate. They really are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, usual sort of disclaimer here. This is going to have some bad language. It's going to have some explicit content. And it's not from us. We're just reading it out to you. So don't think badly on us. But with Jeremy Kell's show basically being about people having sex with people they shouldn't, we thought it'd be quite funny to look at tales of sex or sexy tales from the forums and from the internet so jack why don't you take us away with the first one yeah i, I wouldn't call them sexy tales the, people, the call... people that told them probably think they are but this person who wrote <laughs> this can't think this is sexy um again <laughs> this is verbatim this is word for word what somebody has decided to share with the world on a forum many many years ago i had pulled a woman who made it clear she liked it rough and wanted dirty talk and enjoyed being called names <laughs> I was taking her from behind, pulling her hair, smacking her ass, calling her all sorts. I was getting right into it, and the dirty talking abuse became worse and worse. There was a f- <laughs> there was a full length mirror at the side of the bed. I was so carried away, and for some reason, I turned to my reflection in the mirror, screwed up my face, and shouted, "You dirty cunt!" while spitting at my own reflection. <laughs> yeah. Oh my! God. People share too much in forums. It's 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 fun to be able to admin them, but you you do get some crazy folk, man. It's funny. You really do. Um, here's another example of oversharing. My wee mate had been badgering his bird for months to let him have a wee shot in her bum. After finally giving in to his demands and with more than a few drinks in her, she assumed the position atop the wee man. <laughs> 
two thrusts later, it was all over, <laughs> as she proceeded to empty her bowels all over him. Oh. <laughs> Get, <laughs> Get off me, you clatty bastard, he yelled at her, as she was quickly engulfed in her skitters. Her reply will live with me forever. I'm a clatty bastard. You're the one covered in shite. <laughs> <laughs> I love this wee thing. Nope, that's a ban. <laughs> Right, I think we've got one more. We might need to share this, man, because I don't think I'm going to be able to get through it because I've just I've just read it there. What I tend to do, guys, is I don't read this forum bit at the end because I tend to enjoy seeing these for either the first time or it sort of slipped my memory. So to be honest, I'm not sure this counts as embarrassing or just weird slash disgusting. Anyway, I was down in Newcastle for a lads weekend and pulled some standard Geordie Munter. <laughs> See the way people write about other people. <laughs> uh, nothing out of the ordinary happened that night. Next morning, I woke needing a pish as usual, got out of bed to find her toilet, and she quickly blocks my path. I tried to explain, I was just <laughs> heading to the loo. But before I could say more, she had me in her mouth. <laughs> I couldn't even just think. All I could think of was the fact that I really, really needed a piss. <laughs> After a couple of minutes, I ended up easing the piss out slowly, <laughs> expecting her to recoil. But she just kept going. I must say, it was the best piss I ever had. <laughs> Sorry, mate, I couldn't read that. I couldn't read that last bit, and I had to put that on you. So horrendous. That's my bad for making Colin read about this guy <laughs> pissing, <laughs> pissing in somebody's mouth. Colin, this again. This this has been fun. This is exciting for us, and you've probably heard this guys on tons of podcasts. But what would be absolutely out of this world is if you could subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave a wee five stars. F- do you know what? Four stars, whatever, any stars, and also if you could leave a a written review for us. And what we'll do is kind of like these forum posts. We'll get the best and we'll read them out. So the funnier, the longer, the better, basically. But that would be that would be fantastic and it would mean a lot to myself and Colin. It sure would. So, yeah, please, thank you. Please do that. Thank you in advance for doing it. Um, also, take two minutes, check out our website at wrongtermemory.com and give us a follow on Twitter um, at wrongtermemory. We're just starting out. We're just building something here. So without you guys contributing and getting in touch, it makes it a hell of a lot harder. So please share your stories, get in touch, and we'll try and make the show as interactive as possible going forward as well. I suppose all that's left to say is thank you for listening and thank you, Jack. Yeah, cheers for tuning in, guys. Thanks for finding us, and hopefully you're going to just listen to the next episode, which dropped this morning as well.